0: hey everybody welcome to creepy club i'm rissa i'm heidi and this is the podcast where we talk about ghosts and true crime and cryptids and ufos and conspiracies and cults and
1: paranormal aliens yeah we say all that stuff
0: yeah something like that i
1: don't know if it's kind of creepy we're into it yep uh this episode does come with a warning. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to talk about sexual assault and sex trafficking. If that is a topic that is difficult for you to hear about, then you should probably listen to something else this time <laughs> and wait for the next episode or pick a different one.
0: Sure. I don't have any creepy corrections, conclusions, clarifications because we literally just recorded the last episode correct um no new reviews on the same along in the, the last same hour rides. yeah unfortunately but we will uh survive mm-hmm. so i think we can just jump right into your topic
1: i you think want. so too so today since we talked about landmark forum last time that got me kind of thinking about cults in general and my fascination with them i mean i don't think that Destructive cults. I don't think that what they do is okay by any means at all. This is not an endorsement, uh-huh. um, but I do think that it's very interesting. So today we're going to talk about the Nexium cult, and it, the spelling is really unusual. It's N X I V M. So, That's weird. <laughs> it's like
0: it's like Tinder or whatever.
1: Well, it looks. It almost looks like Roman numerals or something. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. But it's pronounced Nexium, not to be confused with the Nexus hair product. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the same thing. <laughs> they are technically, um, they are an American, New York-based multi-level marketing company. They're near Albany, New York, so that's like closer to Canada. Right. kind of northern that uh, I have family up in we call it upstate New York they live in upstate New York near Albany so you're pretty close to um Niagara Falls yeah not too far away uh-huh uh, definitely could go to Canada on a day trip and they are another group that is focused on personal transformation professional development okay okay so not not a um no spiritual angle mhm and they're well they're in court right now so they're not doing anything right this minute <laughs> unless they're doing it <laughs> under the radar because the founder is literally in the middle of a trial uh-huh his name is Keith and I think I'm saying this correctly Rainier R-A-N-I-E-R-E. hmm He and Allison Mack, who is an actress on Smallville. Yeah. Were arrested and indicted on federal charges, including sex trafficking and sex abuse, those kinds of things, um, earlier this year. And I think the trial started May 7th. So, like, just started. Mm-hmm. And there's more will be revealed, I'm sure. So it's this, it was founded in 1998 by Keith Rainier and Nancy Salzman, who is the company's president, and they call themselves a personal development company offering executive success programs, Hmm. or ESPs, (laughs) including a range of techniques that are supposed to generate self-improvement. Okay. So some pretty strong similarities to Landmark Forum in that regard. Totally. Where they are different is that... They were caught? No. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. It, it The reason they're in court is because of the sex trafficking and the sexual abuse. So... The founder who insisted that his followers call him Vanguard. Ew. Yeah. I don't care for that. mm What does that even mean? Vanguard? Mm-hmm. I know there's a really big company named Vanguard. <laughs> yeah. We should Google that. Okay. I okay. Will. You Google that. Mm-hmm. So anyway, he, it is a domination and submission cult, sex cult him being the master and he basically has a bunch of female slaves who Mm -hmm. then recruit other female slaves and they sign contracts that say things like their children whether biological or not will be his property. Jesus. Yeah he's real messed up in the head. Oh Um, and they also can call him prefect.
0: Vanguard means a group of people leading the way in new development or ideas. And just for good measure, prefect means, oh, in some schools, a senior student authorized to enforce discipline. Mm.
1: Yuck. Okay, so either way, not great. (laughs) Apparently, he got the name Vanguard from arcade game he played when he was a kid, where... (laughs) If you destroy your enemies, it increases your power. Oh. This is a grown-ass man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so his excuse for, or his, I guess, logic behind asking people to use these titles with him is that he is a self-professed leader of a philosophical movement. He doesn't say self-professed, but... He's a leader of a philosophical movement and Salzman was his first student. So the president. I think her name was Nancy. There are a whole bunch uh yeah, Nancy Salzman. There's a whole bunch of famous people and children of rich and famous people who were involved in this Nexium cult. Mm-hmm. Um the heiress to the Seagram's fortune, as in my favorite gin. <laughs> well, no, that's not true. Pickney Bend is my favorite gin. Still, oh yeah, Ooh. still waiting for my case. Yeah. Um, so, Seagram's gin. She was pretty high up there. Um, somebody from it was like dynasty or Dallas, one of those nighttime soap opera shows. Oh yeah. One of their kids. So there was this Forbes magazine article in 2003 that said 3,700 people had taken, I'm reading this from, uh, it's a reference in Wikipedia, 3,700 people had taken part in ESP offerings, naming Sheila Johnson, Antonio Novella, Stephen Cooper of Enron, Anna Christina Fox, the daughter of former Mexican president, Vincente Fox, who I love, other Participants were later reported to include Richard Branson, Lin- Linda Evans, Allison Mack, Kristen Kruk, Grace Park, Nikki Klein, and Sarah Edmondson. I don't know all of these people.
0: Um, Richard Branson was the head of Virgin Airlines, right? I don't know. Let me Google that shit. So
1: that, and also Seagram, Aris, Claire, and Sarah Bron- Bronfman. The daughters of Edgar Bronfman Bronfman? That is the hardest last name ever. <laughs> Why would you put an F after an N?
0: I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Richard Branson founded the Virgin Group, which was like Virgin Records and Virgin Airlines and Gotcha. So he looks like he'd be in a sex cult. C O fat cat.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Yeah nexium's training is super secret you mm-hmm. have to sign non-disclosure they consider themselves to be na- rational inquiry to pr- to facilitate personal and professional development
0: hmm.
1: they don't like it when people say negative things about them huh yeah surprise sounds like a and cult. so they sued this cult investigator rick allen ross in 2003 Because he posted a psychiatrist's assessment of the cult and their secret manual on his website.
0: That's annoying. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: So they sued him, but it ended up getting dismissed in court. Mm Mm-hmm. It didn't happen until Allison Mack was recruited into the cult. Mm Mm-hmm. She's the Smallville actor. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, she then became, like, very enthusiastic in recruiting people for the cult. She got her parents to take classes, and she also was getting people to make donations. She was in pretty deep. In 2007, that's when they started getting in some trouble. This is when, and people probably heard a little bit about This sort of secret sisterhood and Allison Mack and the Nexium cult because Smallville was still pretty popular. I don't know. Is that still on TV? Mm -hmm. I don't know anything about that show. Anyway, female members, the allegations were that female members were referred to as slaves and branded with the initials, not just of Rainier, but also of Mack, of Allison Mack. Oh. Received corporal punishment from their masters were required to provide nude photos or other potentially damaging information about themselves as collateral. So Um, they were forced to give them things that they could then later be
0: um, blackmailed with. Blackmailed with,
1: right. Smallville
0: went off the air in 2011.
1: Oh, okay. So it's been a minute since she was on there.
0: Yeah. So DOS
1: became... A acronym for the Secret Sisterhood of the Female Sex Slaves. And somewhere in here, in one of my many tabs, it has an explanation of what that is. And it's a Latin reference to, like, a master-slave relationship. I don't remember the exact Mm -hmm. wording. Okay. Okay, so March 2018... Rainier is arrested and indicted on all kinds of charges related to DOS, sex trafficking, sex trafficking, conspiracy, conspiracy to commit forced labor. He was arrested in Mexico and then extradited and held in custody in New York. Um, He also had to appear in federal federal court in Texas. And United States Attorney Richard Donahue stated that Rainier a secret society of women whom he had sex with and branded with his initials, coercing them with the threat of releasing their highly personal information and taking their assets. And the FBI's New York field office assistant, director in charge, stated that Rainier displayed a disgusting abuse of power in his efforts to denigrate and manipulate women he considered his sex slaves. So he's great. Oh yeah. Yeah. He sounds awesome. Um, in April, 2018, Nexium moved to Brooklyn, New York, and was being run by Claire Bronfman, who is the I cannot say her name, but I think Bronfman. she's the the Seagrams kid. Oh, okay, yeah. Seagrams heiress. Mm-hmm. Um, she got arrested. So all, and then there was like criminal racketeering and conspiracy, and so just layers and layers and layers of criminal activity so they're in court now as of may 7th
0: 2019 wow that was um three three days four days yeah
1: so they've started to interview various members of the cult and asking them about their experiences right now rainier is the only one that is on trial, of course, he's pled not guilty, because he's a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Seven counts of sex trafficking, possessing child abuse images, and other crimes. He's 58. The branding is, like, ugh, really gross. <laughs> oh, okay, DOS. Dominus Obsequious Sororium. Latin that roughly means Master of the Obedient Female Companions. Mm. so that's this like little sorority he started within the nexium mm-hmm. group
0: so do other people belong to this group besides like him and a bunch of sex slaves yeah for sure okay
1: i mean it, it, there it's like are, a- they're just going for the folks who are at the top Okay. Right now, it, just like Landmark Forum, there's lots of people who spend a whole bunch of money mm-hmm. and go to these weekend things. And then they're, of course, coerced into inviting other friends to be enlightened.
0: Right. Okay, At the
1: cost of like, you know, several thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. And um, but right now, what he's in court for specifically is for the DOS crimes mm-hmm. that are directly, you know, it's it's part of. Of the Nexium organization mm-hmm. because he's the um, founder of that organization. Yeah. And that was how, that was the channel that he used to attract these women and then exploit them. And one of the victims was as young as 12. Oh. Yeah. So he just sucks. Yeah. He's awful. And I think the chances of him not being guilty are, like, in the negative numbers. Yeah. Not shocking. He tended to exploit people who were vulnerable in some way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Super surprising.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, the Smallville actress, Allison Mack, she weaseled out of having to go to trial. She pled guilty to racketeering. And made a public apology to the women. And I don't know... I don't know... Okay, her sentencing won't be till September. Mm-hmm. But because she pled guilty, that means she doesn't have to go to trial with Rainier, heiress Claire Bronfman, or Kathy Russell, who is another person who is in the inner circle. Mm-hmm. So she's probably going to get somewhat of a pass. Yeah. Which, I mean... She herself was abused, but then became an abuser, so...
0: Yeah, it's kind of a...
1: Yeah, I don't... I'm not... That's not that unusual of a story, really. Right. You know? Um. So I have some empathy for her. I don't think that all of her actions were necessarily of her own free will. I don't know what carrot he was dangling and threatening her with. Yeah,
0: or what blackmail they had.
1: Right. Um, but at the same time, I still don't think she should get a pass for all her behavior. Mm-hmm. I mean, she probably has her own stuff she needs to work out. Yeah. So there was, let's see, this article is from April thirteenth 2018. He's accused of... Raping a 12-year-old girl in the upstate New York. His group, Rainier's group, hired the girl as a dog walker specifically so he could get close to her in 1990 when he was in his late 20s in Clifton Park, New York. He then showered the girl with attention, grooming her for a sexual relationship when she was 12, and taking her virginity.
0: That's awful.
1: His piece-of-crap attorney told the judge... Um, that Rainier argued the age of sexual consent should be lowered, and that rape and incest should not be considered crimes.
0: Excuse me,
1: right <laughs> uh-huh. The prosecutor says he has decades of history between the u s and he also has a villa in Mexico a very decades long history of abusing women and then there was another report another crime reported in 2012 a girl who was underage in 1984 15 or 16 at the time he would have been like 24 he had sex with her but said it was okay because her soul was much older than her biological age (laughs) oh yeah right and she was a buddhist goddess meant to be with him
0: okay sure Uh uh-huh like, whatever, dude. So he would tell
1: girls and women that having sex with him was going to be a spiritual experience.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: So here's where he departs for. So there is some element of spirituality in there. Mm-hmm. It's just through his dick.
0: <laughs> yeah. If anyone ever says to you, having sex with me will be a, a spiritual experience, like. Turn around, That's around and walk away. when you should away. put
1: your shoes on and leave. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and
1: as a result of this spiritual experience, he would transfer his godlike energy. Also, red flag number two. <laughs> and I am not victim blaming.
0: This is just... I feel like this is red flag number 403. This is more
1: like cautionary tale,
0: I think. Yeah.
1: If someone tells you that they have godlike energy that they can transfer to you, you should assume that they have mental health problems. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but the thing I know that's, you're not joking. But the-
1: <laughs> I mean, I, it's hard for me. Like, how does somebody even have the cojones to so- say something like that out loud? I know. And the thing that sucks is he's targeting young girls. Yeah, who who are so vulnerable. Yeah, and Lord only knows what he did to coerce them. Otherwise, right? I mean. I definitely don't think it's their fault. No. I think he's clearly the asshole in this situation. Yes, absolutely. Um, he is the monster in the midst. But um, it, just that he ever said anything like that. But just in general, if people tell you that they have God-like anything or that sex with them is going to be a spiritual experience, I want you to feel good about walking away
0: yeah fuck politeness
1: yeah pretty much
0: mm-hmm. yeah the alleged
1: 1990 victim said she had sex with him at least 60 times 60? 60 six zero. ew so before he opened nexium he ran a multi-level marketing aka pyramid hmm. scam that was a members-only buying club called Consumers Byline.
0: I feel like I've heard of this.
1: I feel like I saw an infomercial I they, for
0: this at one time. Where I wonder if they like, talked about it on the Dream podcast. Oh, m- maybe so.
1: Yeah. Maybe so. But this poor young girl said that... So, like, was forced to have sex with him at least 60 times, including... In the office for the members-only club where her mom worked. Like, in front of people? I think just, like, in the building. Oh, okay. Uh. I mean, sex at work is generally not appropriate regardless of the age of the people who work there. Right. Unless your but place like, of
0: work is a sex club. Right. But I'm then like, I guess you it's know, okay. <laughs> I'm not necessarily, like... Against getting down at work, but I am getting, you know, against getting coerced down at work.
1: Especially when you're a very young girl. Yeah, 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 yeah. And against it, that as well. You have a...
0: I forgot which... Bona fide adult.
1: I, yeah. Who's taking advantage of you.
0: Yeah, I forgot what age we were talking about, but... um, I don't yeah. I remember
1: if this was the 12-year-old or the 15-year-old, but yeah. it really doesn't matter. It's disgusting either way.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says
1: about herself, I was perfect picking, insecure at the time. To have someone that mature and well thought of to be interested in me, it was flattering. I was young and experienced, overwhelmed, and out of my league, which I think is probably very accurate. Right. And a really precise description of his egregious behavior. You know, he was someone that was, um, a, a leader and thought well of by a lot of people and giving her all this attention and you know whether you're 12 or you're 15 that's a really truly tender age and yeah, most yeah, yeah. girls are super struggling with insecurity and finding themselves and to have an older guy give you any sort of attention especially one that is really highly
0: regarded right you're so vulnerable oh yeah i mean i feel like i would have probably fallen for this too like oh at that age for sure at that age i was like starved for attention from the opposite sex and
1: especially in older i mean he's pretty grody looking now but back in the day he was not a super stud looking but he was okay right you know if you were a a younger girl, you wouldn't be immediately disgusted, right? You know, I think people also don't realize how prevalent sex trafficking of young women and of young men is. Mm-hmm. It's not just girls; it's also young men. Yeah, it's that's not talked about very much, but how very common that is, and how those kind of grooming techniques are just. Like, look up grooming in the dictionary, and there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, this guy is following the script to a T. When I was 16 or 17, I had a guy in his early 20s befriend me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I felt flattered because this older dude who, like, had his own car in his own apartment wanted to hang out with me and my friend mm-hmm. who weren't even 18 yet. And I think he was, like, maybe twenty three Mm-hmm. as an adult i think huge red flag why would somebody that age want to hang out with two girls who are under 18 yeah right um and we were friends for a couple months and then one day he called me and he said hey i was thinking i'm thinking about starting this massage business out of my apartment and i wanted to know if you want to work for me mm. and i said i think that And, you know, there wasn't, at that time, there wasn't really the internet. It was just, like, the ads in the back of the Riverfront Times and that kind of thing, which were generally pretty seedy. Yeah. And I said, I don't, even though I was still a kid, I I said, I think that people are going to think that you're offering prostitution. I don't think that people are going to come to your apartment in South St. Louis thinking they're going to get a back rub. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I'll be there the whole time, and I'll make sure that it's all very safe, and that, you know, I would never let anything bad happen to you. Blah, blah, blah. And I ghosted him. Mm-hmm. Because that super gave me the creeps. Yeah. I was like... Good for you. Well, I mean, yeah. I kind of... Of course, I didn't know that that was something I probably should have gone and told the police yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I had no idea. I was like 17. Right. Yeah, I think I was 17. I didn't know that I should go tell somebody that that happened. hmm I was an average teenager in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, there wasn't, I wasn't hanging out with like some super seedy crowd. Yeah. And he seemed like a pretty normal dude.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then later when I was like... 19, I think, I was working at a McDonald's, and I worked with an older lady, and one day we were getting ready to end our shift, and she said, hey, honey, um, and I always thought of her kind of like mom-grandma type, you know, she was always real nice. She said, hey, do you want to make a couple extra dollars after work? I was like, I don't know, doing what? And she said, well, you just got to come over to my friend's house and walk around in your underwear a little bit.
0: Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: And I said... Um. No, thank you. And then I went and hid mm-hmm. somewhere. And again, never in a million years. Like, totally threw me because I was certainly not expecting that, and especially from her. She was somebody that had groomed me into having a friendship with her. Yeah. And I didn't even know it. I definitely wasn't expecting something like that from a woman. Right. Which I think is what's happened with a lot of. You know, why Allison Mack is an important part of the story is that her recruitment gave him validity. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, if this woman that I respected and admire endorses him, then there must be something to it. Right. You know, and she was famous. Yeah. So if you're somebody who's impressed by that sort of thing, then that's one more reason to kind of follow suit. Mm -hmm. Um, So she had to do her own fair share of grooming for participation. But like the lady at McDonald's, I mean, I didn't, I never saw that coming. Right. And I didn't even tell my manager, like, I didn't know what to do with that. I told my roommate when I got home, I was like, you're not going to fucking believe what just happened at work. Mm -hmm. This Grandma just asked me if I want to walk around in my underwear in front of one of her friends for money. Mm-hmm. Um, And she didn't ask me again. And I didn't work there for very much longer. Mm-hmm. But I think I'm not particularly unusual. And I know for certain I've narrowly missed being trafficked at least twice. Mm-hmm. But we also live in the traffic sex trafficking capital.
0: We do? Oh, yeah. I didn't know.
1: Yeah, part of it is geography
0: Yeah, because we
1: are literally in the middle.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's also the intersection of major interstates that run north, south, east, west. Gotcha. So it's very easy to... So probably the most popular way that people end up trafficked is the boyfriend scheme, where an older guy, like the situation I have with the guy who befriended me,
0: Mm -hmm. He wasn't
1: trying to start up a romantic relationship with me, but the boyfriend scheme works pretty much the same way, except then they declare themselves your boyfriend. And before you know it, you're getting pimped out of a hotel room.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And St. Louis is um, definitely in the top three, if not number one in the country for sex trafficking. Wow. Yeah. It's bad. Mm -hmm. It's really bad. We have some really great nonprofits here in St. Louis to support, uh, folks who've been trafficked Mm -hmm. and there's a really cool app that I think I've mentioned before and I'll make sure I put it in the meeting notes with the hotels so if you are somebody who travels frequently you can take pictures of your hotel room and it will help people who are trying to identify traffickers um, narrow down which places are working out of because now because of the internet It's really easy to work out of hotels where it used to not be like that. You know, you used to have to put ads in the paper and that sort of thing. Yeah. So it's really easy to keep things moving quickly. But every hotel, there's only a handful of design and decor themes that they can choose
0: from. Yeah.
1: So if it's this, like, tropical bedspread in St. Louis... And then they're looking at a web page where someone's advertising for sex or it looks like they might be advertising for sex. It helps them match up. Things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's pretty cool. Anywho. I have a couple friends who are therapists and work with folks who are trafficked. And it's definitely way more prevalent than I think people think. And we talked about this last time. People always think, oh, I could never be in a cult. Mm. <laughs> we all want to believe that we're we would outsmart something like that that mm-hmm. that could never happen to us. But if you're in a place in your life where you're vulnerable and someone's offering you community, and then they're like totally blowing smoke up your butt and telling you that you're going to be special somehow, mm-hmm. and you're feeling crummy about yourself, you're kind of ripe for the picking. Right. And I think everybody goes through some phase in their life where they're not feeling rock solid yeah and if you're just unfortunate to kind of cross paths with somebody from one of these kinds of organizations at that time where you're also maybe not at your best Mm -hmm. it's a bit of a perfect storm right so one of the things that they did the well the branding is super like literal branding like you brand cattle they did that but they also had, they were, moni- so the co-founder, Nancy Salzman, who was supposed to be like his first student, admitted in court that she tracked and monitored women within, in hmm She pled guilty to a single charge of racketeering conspiracy, where she cried in court. Mm. And she said that she tracked and monitored the user Usernames and passwords of suspected moles in the group to ensure they weren't leaking details about the group's inner workings. She also admitted that she ordered others to destroy videotapes that documented Rainier's teachings. And Mm so sometimes his teachings were, I'm going to give you oral sex. Yeah. And you're just going to go along with it. Or they would be given assignments to do things like seduce Rainier. Mm -hmm. They think his first slave was a 15-year-old girl. Mm. He got caught with child pornography from at least two sexual relationships with a child that occurred between 2005 and 2018. Mm. So he also had this article talks about the title is the most disturbing details from the Nexium sex cult case. So several of the people who. Testified in court, reported that he had a den in his, in Nancy Salzman's house where he would have sex with some of his slaves. And there was like an elevated bed and a hot tub underneath the bed. Hmm? Like just some kooky mm-hmm. stuff. And then Salzman in court confessed to. Threatening to have a woman deported back to Mexico if she didn't complete some sort of labor that she Mm -hmm. asked her to do. So, in some cases, it was like also threats of deportation. Yeah. In addition to public embarrassment. One of the women, I don't recall which article I read it in, said that they made her write a letter that said that she was, it was a letter to her parents that said that she was a prostitute. And also had some sexually explicit photos that was ready to mail to her parents mm-hmm. if she didn't do as she was ordered. Mm-hmm. Um, Some of the women at times would have to wear dog collars as a demonstration of their commitment. Right. This does not sound like self-improvement. <laughs> no. At all. No, not at all. No. Mm-mm. And on top of that, that whole multi-level marketing scheme is there too, because people yeah. are even the people who weren't in the Das like, Sex Slave
0: mm-hmm.
1: Sisterhood from Hell portion <laughs> yeah. of the Nexium, and which this was a privately held company, just like Landmark Landmark Forum. Mm-hmm. This is not a church. It's not a nonprofit. It's not. I mean, that would make it worse, really, but. It's a private company. You know, those classes were thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. With all kinds of empty promises. And then, of course, you're supposed to recruit your friends and family. Yeah. And they called it, what did they say? That, oh, like using emotional appeals. Mm-hmm. It just is unbelievable the amount of stuff that went on and the amount of Women who were also involved in sort of him maintaining his authority. Yeah. That they were, I mean, who knows what he was telling them he was going to do to them if they weren't cooperating. We probably won't find that out for a while.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Claire Bronfman. <laughs> just can't. I Her name is just the worst.
0: Bronf. Bromf can we just when? call her
1: Claire? We're just going to call Claire her B. Claire. Claire yeah. B. She pled guilty to conspiracy to conceal and harbor an illegal alien for financial gain as well as fraudulent use of identification. Yeah. So, rich people behaving really badly. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. So there was psychiatrist, forensic psychiatrist who evaluated the organization. Mhm. This is from 2003. It was written by John Hockman, who is a medical doctor and assistant clinical professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences for the University of California in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. It's entitled, A Forensic Psychiatrist Evaluates ESP. So ESP are those executive success programs, right? right? Okay. So his abstract says, I address the following questions. Is mind control involved in this training? Two, is the course correct? Cult like in some way, and three, what negative effects or consequences might such a program produce? They do lots of the typical cult things, long hours, 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. Uh-huh. Multiple days in a row. Uh Does this sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. And in the manual, he says, of further concern, the manual states in italics. We find our students don't want to leave at the end of the day. Mm.
0: <laughs> um, okay. hmm
1: And then, of course, the next day begins at 8 a.m. as well. hmm They are limited in their ability to get feedback from friends and family. So before they even have a chance to talk to friends and family about it, they neutralize any negative feedback that they might receive right through total manipulation all kinds of secrecy they're you know they have to sign this Mm non-disclosure it's like i had to sign a non-disclosure for my job right not to like share confidential client information that's not something you would normally do at a self-improvement seminar right that's pretty weird that is weird very standard in business, mm-hmm. not so much for self-improvement seminars. Right. And if they do tell, they're labeled a promise breaker.
0: Mm. hmm Like, uh, what what is it in Scientology? Sup- suppressive people?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Sa- totally the same idea. Yeah. So then he talks about there being further difficulty with communication with friends and family because regular english words are redefined to fit particular meanings of group leaders the result is communications that are near incomprehensible to outsiders example the mission of the human team is to build value and to uphold each other hmm?
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> this serves to embed the participant into the group and isolate them from outsiders mm-hmm. so they okay. have their own like lexicon of terms Right, like every cult. <laughs> yeah, and they're just regular words, but they organize them in such a way that it's almost kind of like, well, this is our secret language. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to express to one another that we're we're enlightened, unlike those other poor saps out mm-hmm. there who didn't spend $5,000 to come to this thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's basically their fault, right? Yeah. Um, and then there are paramilitary rituals and regalia, for instance, calling Rainier vanguard. Right. Which has military origins. Um, they're expected to thank him at the end of each session. Gross. And I don't think he has to be present.
0: (laughs) Oh, no. Right.
1: Uh... They also have rankings based, and the rankings are expressed in scarf colors. <laughs> kind of like That's Scientology so has the Sea Org. Yeah. Which is like the fake, it's the boat that never goes anywhere. <laughs> you know, They're like, you're in the Sea Org, except you're not actually going to. Like you're gonna clean the boat, but we're not like going anywhere. hmm They don't it's totally militarized, but I'm not really sure for what. Yeah. For the Thetans. <laughs> I've read some books on Scientology and I have never sorted out exactly what it is other than just a way to isolate people and brainwash yeah, yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like what the point of it. But they totally wear it looks like navy uniforms. Yeah. Like the navy whites. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, with Nexium, they have scarves.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it also, like, creates this, like, competition kind oh, of mentality within the... absolutely. Like, all the I want is the purple scarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that purple
1: scarf. Hmm. I don't know what their scarf colors are, but the off the top of my head... Oh, and then there's stripes on the scarves. Okay. So, like, stripes on a uniform... Do they have a cult seamstress? I don't, you know, I don't know, but they do have a secret handshake. Oh my God. Mm Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely a secret handshake. Um, and. Is it the Top Gun handshake? I'm not super sure. It's explained in this article But there's something to do with if a person is in a higher rank, their hand goes on top. Oh, okay. I don't know. Maybe we can YouTube a video of the secret handshake. I don't care that much. I was Uh, just making a dumb joke. Whatever. (laughs) And there's also... So some other things he found bothersome. Required daily contact with superiors is framed as personal growth. So they are expected Uh, to check in with their coach Mm -hmm. every single... Day, and you can't get promoted to a higher level or get your cool scarf <laughs> without approval from your coach. Oh, so basically, okay. they have their own like built in spy network. Yeah. It's your coach, but not really. Mm-hmm. It's really your personal spy. Yeah. Yeah. And if you want that cool scarf, like your friend got, mm-hmm. you're going to have to do everything your coach says. Right. And then thank Vanguard.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: all the time mm-hmm. constantly so um the other thing like the self-coronation of leadership i mean he just declared himself like i am vanguard mhm there was no election mhm there was no nothing um in his manual the psychiatrist who wrote this article Says the manual I reviewed implies he is the source of all the technology that the group has, since no one else is mentioned. There's no dissenting views, and his philosophies are often presented in third pers- person plural as in we believe. Mm-hmm. So he's just speaking for everybody. Yeah. Um, there is a suggestion that there's a queen who is of course Nancy Salzman right. who you know co-founded the group and your like eventual eventually you hope to become upgraded in enough times to become a prefect. Okay. Right. Um, and of course you can't advance without spending a lot of money and time. Yeah. And you have to sign up your friends and family to sen- attend seminars and they call it, they call themselves espions. Oh, uh, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Yep. They are espions. Uh, the, like, scarf status has no relevant meaning in, like, anywhere else <laughs> except for in that group.
0: Right. I it's would think not. like,
1: the most worthless credential. Yeah. Well, Sea Org's <laughs> pretty far up there. <laughs> I think if you put Sea Org on your resume, you're probably going to get your resume shredded a lot. Mm Mm-hmm. Good chance. Mm Mm-hmm. I read a really good book one time. This is sort of like a mashup between Landmark and Scientology.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. read a really good book one time that was written by, oh, man, what's that guy? Matt Maskevich, something like that is the current head of Scientology. This is a really Oh, cool. M- Miscavige. Miscavige, thank David, you. David? David Miscavige. It was written by, I think it was his niece. Mm-hmm. And she was a member of the Sea Org, and she basically, like, blows the lid off of her experience in Scientology. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that? Um... It was way before the Leah Remini thing.
0: Yeah, I haven't watched that, but I, I what there was a... Feel like there was a HBO documentary, right? Hold on. Please hold while your party is being reached. <laughs> there's
1: been a bunch uh, of documentaries on Scientology. Yeah.
0: What's it called? Going clear. Yes. Did you watch that one? I remember mm-hmm. I remember enjoying it as much as you can enjoy a documentary about <laughs> Scientology. And also there's um, a podcast I think I've recommended it to you before, called Ono Ross and Carrie. They do a lot of what? What would you call it? Like kind of whistle blowing on these like organizations like this. So so their Scientology episodes are really fascinating because they both start taking classes and actually like trying to get into the organization to sort of report on it in their yeah it's on tough. Their podcast yeah and they they get pretty far. And it's really interesting how it all, cause cause they never, um, they never give them a fake name. They they had the podcast well before they started this investigation on Scientology, and they never really like, um, tried to hide who they were at all. And it's kind of amazing how far they got with with all that information, like just out there. You know, like they could have Scientology could have Googled them, you know, well before they caught them. Well, you know,
1: Scientology, they attract a lot of new members by offering free personality testing. Right. Yeah. And I went to a chiropractor, Mm -hmm. and as I was checking out, noticed that he had free personality testing at the Scientology Center on Delmar. Oh, my God. And I was like, ah, never coming back here ever again. Yeah. Yeah. And he seemed real normal
0: until that part. I had a friend who told me the story about how she she fell for the free personality test thing and got locked in a room mm-hmm. for hours. Yeah, I don't
1: think it's a short test. And you are invited to stay, for sure. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can just get up and quote-unquote
0: invited yeah
1: invited in lots of air quotes yeah so sarah edmondson who is a survivor talked to vice at one point and she said a survivor of nexium or yeah a survivor sorry we kind of (laughs) topic jump with scientology yeah which every time i look at it i think that just looks like a random assortment of letters it does not i have to remind myself that that's actually supposed to be a word yeah um she told vice so you know they do lots of good interesting reporting and things that there were a lot of red flags during her admission but most of it she dismissed explained away and then the quote that they have from her which i think is really sums up the way that a lot of cults work Mm -hmm. she says the best metaphor i can use to explain explain it is the frog in the pot of water It happened in very incremental stages with more and more commitment and more on the line and more coercion and Mm -hmm. blackmail. A lot of people say you could just run out. You could leave. I didn't feel like that was an option at the time. Mm -hmm. So it's that incremental. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh, you
1: got a new scarf. That's a whole new level of commitment. Mm -hmm. Until like, don't you want to be at the top like Alice and Mac? Mm -hmm. That was her name, right? The Smallville actress. Yeah. Yeah. Like, don't you want to be cool like them? Don't you want to have the rainbow stripy scarf or whatever it was, <laughs> you know? Um, and so it is, it's like a drip campaign. Yeah. You know, like drip marketing where they just, you get like an email here, a little pop up there, a little email here. They don't take you in in one day. Right. Right. It's a long con mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. and I think that that is a really good metaphor for how a lot of cults work, and specifically this one for sure. And the coercion and blackmail—like that dude was telling people they had to send pictures of like their like labia and
0: mm-hmm. like
1: naked body parts to him
0: mm-hmm.
1: daily. Mm. As part of their morning rituals and things like that. Yeah. And I'm sure it didn't start that way day one.
0: Yeah, right. Because
1: if that was day one, nobody'd stay. Yeah. Right. hmm And I mean, how incredibly abusive is it to demand someone write a letter that's not at all true? Right. And then include explicit photographs that's ready to mail to your parents. Right. That's, they're, whoo, messed up. Mm -hmm. And dude is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm not guilty of any of this stuff. But then also said, you know, he thinks the age of consent should be lower. And like, incest is like not that big of a deal. Oh my god. People are such (laughs) overreactors. He's the worst. Yeah. There is a website... Um, and I have lots of links to lots of articles. I read articles from The Guardian, The New York Times, and then there there used to be a website called the Cult Awareness Network that disbanded. But it looks like there is now, and I don't know how long this has been around, but it's the Cult Education Institute. Mm-hmm. And one of the links that I have from them is basically a page full of links to a bazillion articles about nexium and all of the different um i mean it would take me like three days to click all these links yeah and read all of these articles
0: Mm -hmm. guess what there's going to be a nexium documentary on hbo really when uh it says Production has begun. This article is not dated. (laughs) So, I don't know. Soonish.
1: Soonish. So, in order to get into the very exclusive sorority nobody really wants to be in once they find out what it is, (laughs) you had to provide these compromising materials to prove your dedication. Uh Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Also... If anyone tells you that you have to give them compromising photographs or information about yourself to join a group, they are not good people. Mm -hmm. The thing that sucks is that, you know, so many of the people that he targeted were, like, their frontal lobe wasn't even done cooking. Right. You know, so it's it's easy to say, like, we can jokingly say, like, oh, somebody says that, then... You should definitely run away, but that's not that kind of grooming.
0: It's not. It it's is not a long or, con. It's not black or white like that. Like no, there's so many different factors you have to take in when you're considering that. It looks like this documentary won't be out probably for a year because HBO just announced it uh, like in April that production had started, and it usually takes about probably a year to do yeah so sometime in the next year yeah it's going to be a series
1: so um rick ross not to be confused with being rickrolled from the (laughs) cult education institute says keith rainier is an object of worship and exercises dictatorial control over nexium members in my Mm -hmm. opinion rainier uses coercive Persuasion and influence techniques such as NLP, hypnosis, sleep deprivation, dietary control, and other elements associated with thought reform to gain undue influence over Nexium members. Mm -hmm. So, and then, so this I think is good too. Destructive cults are not defined by belief, but by behavior and structures of authority. It can be based on spiritual beliefs, religion, therapy, training symbols. Seminars, multi level marketing, martial arts, or even exercise.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think that idea that a cult has to be religious is kind of um, a really pervasive idea mm-hmm. that something can't be a cult if there's not a religious aspect. And that just isn't true. I mean, if you've been listening, you listened to the Dream podcast before I did, mm-hmm. which um, I am very comfortable in endorsing them. I've really been enjoying the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, sickened, but enjoying the podcast. It's right. really well done. Yeah. I mean, multi-level marketing, definitely a
0: cult. Well, and it's hard to... I think they did a really great job. Like, I don't think I've ever heard an in-depth like look at MLMs, because I think MLMs try to sue the pants off of whoever tries to talk badly about them hmm sounds familiar well and because they are encouraging people
1: to reach out to close friends and family right there's all that like shame and embarrassment and they talk about that and that, that people are less likely to report because they're embarrassed right yeah. And I think, I'm sure Nexium and many other cults are the same way. Yeah. You know, especially if you emptied your savings account. Yeah, totally. In the name of self-improvement. hmm You know, you're not going to go running around probably telling people, like, oh, I blew my 401k on these ESP seminars. Yeah. And now I'm broke and I need a therapist. Mm-hmm. Most people are going to, even though they shouldn't have to feel embarrassed because it's not their fault. They're the victim. Mm -hmm. But there also isn't anywhere that, like, I don't know if I had that experience. Who do you call? Right. I don't know. Do you call a reporter or do you call the police? Yeah. Do you call a detective? I don't know. You probably have to put some serious effort into Figuring out even who is the right person to report that to. Yeah, I mean, some things could fall under the heading of, like, the Better Business Bureau. Other things, like the sexual abuse, you know, now you're talking about the police. It's like, there's a lot of options. And as much as I would love for all of those organizations to be supportive of victims, a lot of times people go to report things and they're turned away. Yeah. So that's how this thing's been around for twenty years, mm-hmm. and it's really been around longer than that because he had that multi-level marketing company.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Prior to
1: that, mm-hmm. he just rebranded it and then threw in the um, like personal growth bit. Right. So the members-only buyers club to the oh wait, I'm gonna tell you how to get executive success
0: mm-hmm.
1: in my pants. <laughs> yeah just anyway
0: you you can call my dick vanguard (laughs)
1: exactly (laughs) so stay tuned and keep an eye on the news there are all the major news outlets are covering it right now because like i said yes it's very topical right now the trial is literally going on right this minute
0: i also wanted to say rick ross is also a rapper I knew that name sounded familiar. That's, yeah, that's what I was referencing, but I wasn't sure exactly. <laughs> so I was like, eh, I'm going to Google that. Who's the guy from Rick Rolled? What's his whole name?
1: Uh, uh, Rick, Rick Astley. Is that yes, right? Yep, you're right. Yeah. Rick Astley. I was like, oh, I got to dig around in the attic for a minute for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't get Rick Rolled at first. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of funny, actually. But so I found articles, The Guardian, The New York Times, this cult identification, cult education institute, Mm -hmm. CNN. There was a reference to a Washington Post article. So I don't think there will be any shortage of things to read on this particular topic. And he looks like a cheesy cult leader. You know who he looks like? He looks like that guy... Um, with the sister wives show, kinda look at his picture, oh, can you see him? yeah, 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 the one who's kind of like surfery looking, yeah, with the kind of long men's
0: haircut, yeah, it's
1: not long, it's not short, it's not a mullet,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I'll put his picture on the the it's website
0: definitely culty, mm hmm
1: <laughs> yeah, I uh, uh um, so m- I'm sure we'll be finding out all kinds of new stuff. Very, very soon. And then there was, um, it did not take me much effort at all to find all kinds of articles about him. Mm -hmm. He is, and I'm often surprised, and I don't know why, because this seems to be typical for cult leaders. They're usually not like super attractive. No. Super charismatic sociopaths. Right. Obviously, I mean, I've never personally heard the guy talk about anything, but I would assume he's got a fair amount of charisma to have persuaded this many people to spend all that money. And then, like, hey, what do you think about being my slave? Yeah. Does that sound cool? And there's a picture <sighs> of them, some prosecuting attorneys going into court with literal, it looks like grocery carts full of binders of documents. Wow. Well, twenty years is a long time. Yeah. It's not binders of women. Like that <laughs> Who said that? I forgot. I that. don't know. That was like the best Halloween costume
0: that year. Mitt Romney. Oh, that's right. Okay. There's a there's a Wikipedia article entitled Binders Full of Women. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's horrifying. Romney used the phrase in response to a question about pay equity, referring to ring binders with resumes of female job applicants submitted to him as governor of Massachusetts. Because that's how that works. The phrase was, de- be- was de- depicted by Romney's detractors as demeaning and insensitive towards women and was widely mocked. Just a smidge. Yeah. I had a couple of
1: friends who dressed up as binders of women for Halloween that year. <laughs> So I thought it was a really fun... 2012, man. Man, time's a- flying. I know. Well, he also put his dog in a kennel on the roof of his car on a family vacation. Holy shit. So, he's just an idiot. Yeah. And we thought he was as bad as it could get. Mm. Uh, yeah, we were wrong. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Can always be worse. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, um, please don't join cults. Yeah.
0: I really, the
1: end. Yeah. This <laughs> Cult Education Institute looks like a pretty sweet resource. Yeah. So if you're thinking, is this a cult?
0: Mm-hmm. You can
1: always go here and check it out. Mm-hmm. They and, have, like, a quiz. God, that'd be great. Right. They do have an FAQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have sort of the groups um, in different categories, like... Channeling group, Bible-based, Neo-Eastern, New
0: Age. Channeling.
1: I don't... I wonder if you're, like, channeling spirits. Yeah. I bet that's what it is. Yeah. Church of Immortal Consciousness. (gasps) Church Universal and Triumphant. They're just telling me groups I want to join. Oh, no, 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 no. No. Ramtha School of Enlightenment. Oh, and then there's one. Oh, here you go. Millennial madness, question mark. <laughs> That's how millennials talk. Uh-huh. Um,
0: millennial
1: madness? <laughs> I believe in the prior episode, you said question mark after you said
0: something. Yeah. Oh, that it's uh, is it spelled out?
1: Yeah. It oh. says millennial
0: madness, question mark. Yeah. Like, I, there's a question mark after it. I definitely sa- say, I think I've said it this episode. Or no, not... You'll be like, I think so, question mark. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, So they're speaking right to you. That's probably a sign.
0: Yeah, I'll join today.
1: And then the Global Community Communications Alliance. They
0: can take all of my not money. Right. (laughs) They can have all my debt. Oh, Millennial Madness
1: is a countdown to Armageddon and the Apocalypse. That does not (gasps) sound fun. (laughs) That does not sound fun at all. I Do not recommend.
0: I I feel like Millennial Madness should be like a game show, like kind of like Jeopardy, with all of topics that millennials would know, like different kinds of avocado toast, (laughs) right? Or Or how to use Facebook. (laughs) Like, remember that
1: game, Fashion Plates? Do you remember the Fashion Plates game? It it could be like Fashion Plates. Yeah, you would do rubbing, so they were plastic, um, thin plastic plates, and you would do crayon rubbings with them, so you could mix and match the outfits, like the shirt and the skirt. Oh, okay. Okay, and you would put them, um, it wasn't a binder, it was more like <laughs> a clipboard, but you could mix them up to make different outfits, mm-hmm. and they were... Plates like rectangular flat yeah. plates. Yeah, like it could be like hipster plates. Mm-hmm. Like make make the best hipster outfit.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. It could be fun stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I'm already a little scared of friends landing white wind swan fisher. What? I don't even know what it is, and I'm scared.
0: Friends landing slash Ma- oh
1: white wind swan fisher.
0: White wind. Like Fisher like f- I
1: could go down some serious like rabbit fishermen? hole here. Dunno.
0: So are these, I mean it's spelled like,
1: that way, but yeah.
0: They're listing all of these to be like if you're in this group, you're in a cult.
1: Yeah, it's the same principle as the cult awareness network. Uh-huh. Where they list different groups that qualify as cult. Gotcha. Ooh, there's a
0: sci fi UFO groups nice. category. Nice, 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 nice. That's, um, that's like, uh, what the, what the fuck was that called? Called Heaven's Gate.
1: Yeah. Have you listened
0: to that podcast? Who I've listened to some of it, but not all of it. I really liked that one too. It's, it's by that guy that does Spooked. Oh, what's his name? Glenn Washington. He's awesome. I mean, it's hosted by him. I'm sure there's like a team of writers. They but... have. Oh, go ahead. No, nah, that that was it.
1: Oh, Nexium is listed in the section for therapy counseling groups.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, you can um you could also go to rebirthing if you would like to rebirth yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah. know how that works exactly. Yeah. Um. But so this if if someone invites you to a group meeting and they are being somewhat ambiguous about what the purpose of the group is. Mhm. You can go to culteducation.com. Mhm. and see if they're on the list. That's and then awesome. I would say just do do a little Google. Yeah. Do a little Google, see what's uh, see what the naysayers have to say. Mm-hmm. They might have a point. Yep. Mhm. I want people to be safe and not do this stuff. Me too. It bums me out. If they didn't, we wouldn't have anything to talk about, though. Well, that's true. (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's awful. Just kidding. He also wrote a book called Cults Inside and Out, How People Get In and Can Get Out. Interesting. That sounds like an... I would read that
0: for sure. Yeah, that sounds like a good Creepy Club book club Uh candidate Um, that I will never read. Right. Um. (laughs) So is that all she wrote? Yes. All right. Huh. Oh, you know what? I was just reminded of something. So we got an email from a listener that he sent us or he or she or they sent us an email about um, a theater that they used to work at or actually they currently work at. And there's ghosts in this theater. Do you want me to read it right now? Yeah, sure. Let's Great. let's wrap it up. Cool. This is from Mal S. Hey, y'all. I've been listening back through your episode logs. Love the whole podcast. It's exactly what I've been looking for. Thank you, Mal. Yeah, and, for sure. And listening to the Time Speech episode directly after the Grandel Theater episode inspired me to write to you. I'm currently working with a theater company in Western Massachusetts, and we apparently have multiple ghosts in our theater. It was built from an old school. There are at least three distinct ghosts. One hangs out in the basement and makes sounds like someone... Oh, this is so creepy. One hangs out in the basement and makes sounds like someone running towards you if you're alone in a hallway with the lights off. And you can feel the air rushing past you. Ew. I would not like that. (laughs) One walks around the balcony and moves the lights around or unplugs things. Which is great when you're trying to light a show. (laughs) hashtag Sarcasm
1: right I was uh, gonna say that sounds like
0: a nightmare our favorite our favorite is the ghost of a guy who was a big part of the theater group he died a couple of years ago and after the theater after the theater was named after him he's oh and after the theater was named after him he started appearing more. No one has actually seen him or any image of him, but he moves tools you're working with, opens doors, walks up and down this walks up and down the set. He's mostly there after hours when people are working on the set. He mostly shows up to people who interacted with him in life. So take that all with a grain of salt, but he's been pretty chill to everyone for this show. Well, that's good. Interesting. Um He said that they go on to say unrelated to theater ghosts. Did any of you have an imaginary friend when you were young that turned out to be not so imaginary? I believe that we've talked about your I mean, they weren't really an imaginary friend so much as just some entity that you would see when you were young.
1: Yes, I didn't Mm. refer to her as an imaginary friend. And
0: I I had an imaginary friend, but. It was like literally an imaginary friend, like <laughs> You knew. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looked like the Reach toothbrush guy. Do you remember that guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> He's I'll I'll put a picture in the meeting minutes, but it was just like a little cartoon man. Um I don't remember his name though. Uh so Mal says, I had one when I was younger who I swore was real, but my parents just pushed the imaginary friend thing on me until I believed it. Ten years later, I found out that a little girl with the same name as my imaginary friend was murdered and buried in what was eventually our backyard almost a hundred <gasps> years previous. Creepy. Thanks for reading. And I love your show. I literally recommend it to everyone I know. Thank you so much, Mal.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Thank you so much. Sorry okay. that
0: uh, it took me so long to like read that on the podcast. I I just always forget when we get emails. <laughs> <laughs> that would super freak me out. Yeah, that would really throw me for a loop. Yeah, that's those are awesome stories. Thank you so much. And you know, if you have any stories like that and you want to write to us, you can email us at creepyclubpodcast at gmail dot com, just like Mal did, mm-hmm. or you, or you can tweet us at creepy club pod. Uh, thank you, Brandon Lee Chilcote, for our wonderful intro and outro music. And you can also like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Creepy Club Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Creepy Club Podcast. You can follow me at Creepy Club Rissa. You can follow Heidi at Creepy Club Heidi. If you want to know more about the topic that we talked about today or uh, see some pictures, I'm sure. I don't know about for this one. Maybe we'll post a few pictures. But
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll post pictures of...
0: um. The leadership mm-hmm. or if you want to visit that website about cult awareness you can go to our meeting minutes for this episode at www.creepyclubpodcast.com does anyone ever say www anymore i don't know why i said it i don't have it <laughs> but um yeah so if you like our podcast do what mal does and tell all your friends Yes. And if you're feeling generous with your time, you can write, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Or you can share our posts on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram. Instagram. Yep. Uh, anything to get the word out. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope that you join us next time. Meeting adjourned.